Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. Today is Tuesday, January the 4th, 2011. That's right, 2011, January the 4th, Tuesday. Episode number 82, almost at 84, excuse me, episode number 82 of Purple Mafia. I am, of course, your host, Joey Wygen. I thank Dylan Richardson, who is the executive producer of thesportstuff.com, who announced me at the very beginning of this introduction. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Paladino Joey, Joey Wygen, whatever you want to call me. Um, it's been about a month since the last Purple Mafia. Long story. Uh, lots of overtime, of course. And uh, when I can't see a game, I can't review it. Uh, so I apologize to those of you out there. I did see the Detroit game. But uh, real quick, those of you out there that want to tell me, hey, well, then why don't you just get a DVR and watch it? Well, I was working a lot of overtime, folks. A lot of overtime and... Uh, Normal adults that are, you know, normal adults need a teeny tiny bit of free time, a little bit of breathing room, and um, yeah, it was a ton of overtime, and uh, <laughs> I didn't, I don't really enjoy watching recorded games. I'd rather watch it live. Um, that's not even it, though. It's just my, the time. If I did have the time, I would. My time was so cut short that <laughs> recording a game and uh, being able to review it would be almost impossible because the thing is I didn't really have time to even record the show or record the game so to do both I'd have to do both to be successful so that was pretty much out the window now with that all said the Detroit game and those other games and all that stuff I'm mostly going to just get into (laughs) all the issues surrounding the team at this point Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the dome because I never got into it so we're going to kind of banter a teeny bit about that we are going to talk about Joe Webb. We're going to talk a little bit about Brett Favre and lay him to rest. And no, not literally, but figuratively. Uh, we are going to talk a teeny bit about Joe Webb, of course. If I already said him, I apologize. I'm a little mixed up. We are also going to talk about head coach Leslie Frazier. That's right, head coach Leslie Frazier. And we'll throw in uh, talks of Detroit and Philadelphia and the Chicago and all that stuff that possibly coincide with those topics. Um... But you get the idea. Otherwise, this would be a minute, probably a three-hour show if you really wanted me to go into detail on a lot of stuff. Uh, it's going to be almost impossible, including the Detroit Lions game. And yes, I say Detroit, not Detroit. Detroit. I just like saying that a lot more. Maybe those of you out there do as well. Um, I'm not going to really get into heavy detail on the Detroit Lions game because it sucked. The game sucked. And uh, there's a lot more interesting topics regarding that game. We didn't exactly see Brett Favre take his final snap in the NFL in the game. We saw a guy wearing a sweatshirt and a winter hat that said, uh, well, now the winter hat didn't say Vikings, but the sweatshirt did. And uh, well, I saw him wave to the crowd walking off the field. Well, Lottie freaking dies. Last snap was three weeks ago. Okay, we'll miss him, but his snap, his flash snap was three weeks ago, so it's like there really was no close to it. The close happened a few weeks before, unfortunately for the concussed Brett Favre. Um, a season from hell. Plain and simple, a season from hell. Now, I know this is not the season recap. This is not the state of the union, per se. We're going to get more into that. Uh, actually, after the Super Bowl, when we really wrap the season with a bow, we really talk about the off season. The state of the Vikings address 2011 will take place after the Super Bowl. Um, of course, the other topic today, we're going to split it up. Of course, Vikings-related first. We're going to who knows how long that's going to go. I'm not going to give you any bit given time because this could go a while. Who knows? 
Uh, and then we're going to talk about the postseason and my uh, very strong prediction on who's going to win the championship. I think a lot of you that know me well know who I'm going to pick because I've picked that team every single season to win the Super Bowl. And yes, I picked them every single year except last year to win the Super Bowl. Again, you can probably guess which team I'm talking about. They also happen to have a pretty damn good record this year. <laughs> and uh, home field advantage with that particular team is uh, probably looking good except for a certain opponent that stands in their way. That could also be a uh, huge problem. A team that wears rings as well recently and in the past. You can, again, yeah, before I spoil it too much, we're going to head into the purple direction. So, yeah, again, it's kind of like all over the place because, yeah, there's so much to talk about. Of course, we're going to get to the Facebook group. We're going to get to the Facebook, uh, well, page, group, Twitter, all that good stuff. We'll do the Twitter first, as per usual. Uh, I like to say it with the Australian accent because of, I like to copy the uh, guys on the, sport, on the crossover <laughs> on the sportstuff.com. It is so awesome. I love those guys. Not sure if they're listening because they're basketball fans. And, yeah, that's for Timberwolves Explosion listeners. Of course, that's the show I do. <clears throat> hint, hint. Uh, though, again, again, if I didn't mention earlier, Purple Mafia is available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. Always thank all of you for downloading and listening. Those of you that are left, God bless you. I know there's a lot of nice, loyal listeners out there, and I know there's a lot of people that kind of come and go, and maybe they come every three weeks, or they disappear for three weeks, listen three weeks, you know. Hey, that's all good and fine. You're human beings. You have your own life. So, um, well, we're just going to have to get rolling here. Where do we start? Where do we start? I guess just the play of the team. Yeah, the Vikings finished 6-10 and 10 this year. They tied the Detroit Lions. Yeah, the Vikings tied the Detroit Lions. This is beyond belief! That's, uh, that's bad news, because not only do the Vikings tie the Detroit Lions, I like to say Detroit again, but they have fallen behind the Detroit Lions, according to tiebreakers. The Minnesota Vikings, ladies and gentlemen, your last place team in the NFC North for 2010. Congratulations, Minnesota. And, uh, oh my god. This was the worst season (laughs) <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, me watching the Vikings, this is their worst season in history. And I'm not saying that with any remorse whatsoever, any any hesitation whatsoever, I should say. Brett Favre's your quarterback. Adrian Peterson's your running back. You had Randy Moss. You had, yeah, you kind of had Sidney Rice. You had Percy Harvin. You had the greatest offensive line of all time, according to some people that are, I just, I don't know. Maybe I don't know anything about football. Whatever. I disagree. I think the offensive line did not help this team. Uh, yes, Adrian Peterson missed blocks. I mean, there's a million things I can get into. I'm going a bit kind of all over the place again, but what else do you want me to do? You know, what do you want me to do? Boy, what a blowout Sunday this was, by the way. Just looking at all the scores. New England 38-7. to Atlanta 31-10. to Pittsburgh 41-9. Oakland 31 over Kansas City. <laughs> the 10. Okay. Yeah, I'm distracted, but um, it doesn't matter. This game was unwatchable as anything else this season. This entire season was has, was an unwatchable product. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, blowing out the Buffalo Bills. Do you really think blowing out the Buffalo Bills means much of anything? <laughs> oh, freaking goody. Yeah, that was one of the games that I missed. Uh, the Bears game, of course, followed. TCF Stadium. No, that was not TCF Stadium. The Vikings played the Giants, got demolished. Yeah, I actually reviewed the Buffalo game. Yeah, um, we'll start with the Dome, since we're going to be chronologically correct, since I can't talk. Um, (laughs) The Dome. Yes, of course, the Dome deflates. Unbelievable. First time since 1986 because of a uh, 16-inch snowfall. Uh, I guess the wind's more related to this one, along with the snow, because in 1991, those of you that are old enough to remember, of course, I very much am at 31, uh, the Dome did not collapse. With thirty-one, with thirty inches of coal of wet, excuse me, wet, wet snow, which is uh, pretty heavy stuff. Uh, in this case, sixteen inches of much lighter snow, but heavy, very cold winds. I have no idea. A lot of people would like to even tell you that this could have been an inside job because of uh, camera angle facing the exact direction. Kind of weird, though. In this police state era, there's cameras in every corner facing every direction in every building you see. Again, your opinions on that are. Uh, whatever you want. I do not like it very much because I think being watched is 
constantly is harassment. But uh, that's me. If you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't have to be watched. And that's my opinion. I'm going to leave that as it is. Uh, But to the point, the dome collapsing, an awfully strange thing. And again, it's still not going to be fixed. It's not scheduled to be fixed until March. That is very strange. Vikings had to play the Detroit Lions or excuse me, the <laughs> New York Giants in Detroit. So I called them the Detroit Vikings for a week. Vikings get demolished in that one. That was fun. A lot of you were like, uh-oh, Leslie Frazier's not looking so good now, but ah, whatever. You know, I mean, a lot of these these games, you can't really judge Leslie Frazier too much other than a couple of nice road wins in Washington and a much bigger one in Philadelphia, which Philadelphia had to win that game and they didn't. Um, that's the following game. The Vikings look, uh, no, that was the next game. <laughs> excuse me, the Bears game. Vikings play in TCF Field, TCF Bank Stadium, whatever you want to call it. They play on the frozen tundra in Minnesota for the first time since 1981. Brett Favre bites the dust for good as he is knocked to the ground very harshly by the Chicago Bears. And he will never play again in the National Football League. Um, I wish I got to see more of this game. I only got to see bits and pieces of it. I mean, the Vikings playing outside is very cool. Unfortunately, the product sucked, and... uh, yeah, it just it was a horrible game, and the team played about the way they have most of this year. Not very fun at all. So then we have the dramatic victory in Philadelphia, much to everybody's su- surprise. Excuse me, everybody gets the guy they wanted. Joe Webb starts at quarterback, plays pretty clutch football, surprisingly to a lot of people. He definitely not surprisingly is a great athlete, broke loose on a touchdown in his first TD in an NFL uniform. Uh, the guy definitely has talent. But uh, as we saw yesterday, or excuse me, a couple of days ago against Detroit, well, the guy, is a, the guy is, he may have more poise than Tavares Jackson coming into the league. Like in, in 06, Tavares Jackson, I mean, my goodness. I mean, you might as well put in a rookie kicker at quarterback. The guy looked scared to death out there. Uh, Tavar, uh, Joe Webb does not have that demeanor. He looks a lot tougher than Tavares Jackson in his demeanor mentally. But he made some lousy plays yesterday stepping up and throwing the ball off balance, stepping left and throwing right. I mean, what the bleep was that? A horrendous play, a misread as well. Him and I believe it was Percy Harvin. Horrible pass, though, nonetheless. Big mistake by the rookie, but again, a rookie. So we'll judge it as we go. So that's pretty much the game reviews in a sense. I'm going to get some tweets here about that game here in a second. I'm going to read a couple of your tweets here, uh, some of the older ones as well, just because I uh, might as well. This is the New York Giants game. Um, Dan Taylor gives me a, a mention. He says, about the only positive from that mess of a game is that the NYG New York Giants win really hurts Green Bay's chances for the playoffs. It almost did, almost, because the Giants just, just got demolished by Philadelphia a week later. Yeah, we all remember very well. <laughs> Yeah, that was horrendous. Yep, the week that Brett Favre got killed by the Bears, the Philadelphia Eagles pulled off one of the great comebacks of all time with uh, Michael Vick. Unfortunately, the <laughs> Eagles faced a, a uh, similarly frustrating problem with the Vikings the following week. Um, Dan Taylor again. This is about a week later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been inactive, folks, and it's my own fault. And uh, Well, not really. It's my schedule's fault. But you get the idea. So, no, I'm not complaining to the listeners at all. It has nothing to do with you in a bad way. You guys are spectacular. Thank you always. Thank you, Dan Taylor, especially here for mentioning Purple Mafia. Now, again, my Twitter account is twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. Dan Taylor says, just watched the game in a bar in NYC with the Lions fan. He felt sorry for me. I drank a lot in review. Nice. That's funny. Um, mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, this was the Bears game, of course, at that point in time, close to Christmas, close to it. Um, not fun in, not fun at all. Of course, Dan Taylor from the UK, but was in NYC. Cool. Dan Taylor says he liked Webb, clearly a rookie, and runs with the ball too often, but overall not bad for a sixth-round rookie against the Bears' D. Good point there, Dan, because it's a sixth-round pick by Joe Webb. You're not exactly mortgaging the future. He's not the sixth overall pick. He's a sixth-round pick, is Joe Webb, and he was actually kind of be drafted more of as a receiver, a la Antoine Randall-L and Cordell Stewart. Kind of looked to be more of a receiver. Don't expect uh, the next Joe Montana necessarily out of Joe Webb. Cool name, of course, by Joe. 
just like mine. Joe E is mine, though. But, uh, yeah. Taylor again says, defense was lame as usual. Secondary can't stop anybody. Pass rush, slow outdoors, secondary and O-line. Big weaknesses. Yeah. The secondary and the O-line and the Vikings suck. So you're right, Dan Taylor. He's going to continue again, which is cool. He says, but really, we all knew this game was over when AP was made inactive. At least the Pack didn't win the North. And no, they didn't. The Bears clinched in this particular time. The Packers deader than a hammer at that point. Brent for Liberty said Merry Christmas as well. That is Brent Jacobson and then Happy New Year. Got to appreciate that always. Brent, again, this is Brent Jacobson, says, What a wacky NFL season this is. Ben with a sexting quarterback, coach with a foot fetish and weather delays. What else can happen? Nothing. I mean, I, I think everything happened already, other than uh, other than a winning record and a playoff appearance. Everything happened, Brent. It's what a piece of crap. I, okay, I almost said it. Okay, I'm gonna say it. What a piece of shit this year was. You know, I, I'm entitled to a swear word once in a while, and this year was what was what it was. Matt Emer chimes in, says, "Just want to say thank you for being an effing awesome podcaster through a crummy ass season." Thank you, Matt. You are, you are awesome. Of course, another UK dweller is Matt Emer. That is really cool indeed that he said that. Thank you, thank you, Matt. You are a, a bleeping awesome listener and a bleeping awesome <laughs> contributor to the show. You know, thank you for that. It's been a really rough ride, folks. It's been a really rough ride. Jen's BB returns and says, "I thought you wanted McNabb." Well, I did. Now he looks like a shell of himself. Um, I'm not sure what to think. Vikes <laughs> uh, Princess saying how the penalties are, were killing us this year, you know, these dumb penalties. And it's like, no, nah. I was like, no, they already have killed us. <laughs> and she goes, no, I think they're still killing us. And I said, yeah, that's true, too. She said, indeed, we are. Uh, KK agrees with something I said. I forget exactly what it was. D2Dow says... <laughs> That's good. Our season is over anyway, as I was talking about how, you know, this is a horrible game, hard to watch. We're getting shut out by the Lions. That's how he said there. I also respond to Jens BB, and it was retweeted by Viking Tweets. Appreciate that very much. Uh, it says, well, I used to like McNabb. Not anymore. We need new blood. Yes, we do, folks. That's pretty much the conclusion of that. That's pretty much, that's pretty much the conclusion of that. I mean... We do need a, we do need new blood at quarterback, and uh, Joe Webb is that, but is he a long-term solution at the position? Well, let's talk about Joe Webb a little bit. So we're going to start with Joe Webb. I kind of already talked about Favre. Maybe I'll get back to him later. I don't know. I'm kind of through with it for the time being. Maybe I'll just have something more to say. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Joe Webb here for a teeny bit. The guy has the legs to be a spectacular... <laughs> mobile quarterback in that sense. His mobility is amazing. He might be the second most mobile quarterback in the league behind Michael Vick, and maybe being Michael Vick being about the age of 30 now, maybe Joe Webb is the most mobile quarterback in the NFL. Does he have a good arm? Sure. Does he have the right head for the game to be a quarterback? Not sure yet. He's too raw. He's too raw mentally. Absolutely too raw mentally. Sounds like he's willing to learn. Um, He is confident, and that's good. Joe Webb is confident, so he's got the toughness, but does he, I just don't know how to, you know, he has mental toughness, but does he have the mental toughness to be a quarterback? The mental toughness to be an NFL player? Oh, hell yeah. He, he, he Joe Webb is definitely an NFL player. Um, is he qualified to even be a backup quarterback? Um, maybe. I think he could be at least, I wouldn't be too worried if Joe Webb was the number two quarterback going into next year. Um, we're not going to talk about the draft today. Um, we're just not. We're going to get into that again. State of the Vikings address. Maybe I'll throw it in during some of the playoff podcasts that I'm going to get into here. Uh, provided overtime doesn't get too crazy again. It's calmed down right now, which is nice. Um, we'll see. Yeah, because I'm going to cover the playoffs all the way through like per, per tradition for Purple Mafia. It's like, why not? Of course. Of course I'm going to do it. It's fun. I just wish we were a part of it. Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah, Joe Webb, though. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, he's an NFL player. Is he a starting quarterback in the NFL? 
Not yet. Not yet. Uh, yes, he has the whole offseason to get better. He has a coach that that I just love, you know. He, he oozes confidence. We're going to kind of segue into Leslie here really quick, really soon. It's kind of like a transition right here, literally. Uh, just oozes confidence, oozes harmony, as the Star Tribune said, harmony. Who knows? Uh, who, who knows what's going to happen here? Uh, Leslie Frazier, again, non-committal on who's going to be the starting quarterback next year and why the hell would he be committal on it? Of course, he says Brett Favre is done, just like the rest of us, including Brett Favre, said. Yeah, Brett Favre is completely done. He's not going to waffle this time. He's not going to waffle this time, and even if he does, it won't be with the Minnesota Vikings. Brett Favre could go play for the Washington Redskins under Mike Shanahan or something. That's about what's going to happen with him. Um, or he could be a backup for the Atlanta Falcons. Go finish your career where you started. You know, go back up Matt Ryan with the defending Super Bowl champion Falcons. No, the Falcons are not going to win the Super Bowl. <clears throat> I don't know if you heard that, but uh, no, they're not going to. <laughs> Falcons are not going to win, um, in my opinion. Uh, boy, oh boy. Joe Webb, though, do I want him starting a quarterback next year? Probably not. Will he start a quarterback next year? Probably not. Is he going to be the only quarterback returning to this team next year? Yes. Tavares Jackson, as good as gone, he's ready for a new start, even as he said, uh, and he feels that he's out of here. Uh, nice post by Brent Jacobson. We'll talk a little bit about that later on when we get to the Facebook uh, uh page, Facebook page and Facebook group. It gets kind of interesting. Now the tweets are done. I already mentioned that. Those are all completely wrapped up. So now we're going to slide into Leslie Frazier. And yes, I watched the entire press conference. Leslie Frazier, as I mentioned on the Purple Mafia page, and I'm going to read it. Well, I'm going to say it exactly as I said it here because it's true. Leslie Frazier does get the official Purple Mafia stamp of approval from your host, Paladino Joey. Or Joey Wygen. Um No, and it's like, no, I know he doesn't need it from me, but representing my listeners, that's those of you out there, my friends on here, I will give it anyway. Leslie Frazier gets the official Purple Mafia stamp of approval. Is he my top choice? No. John Gruden's my top choice. Bill Cowher's maybe my second. Maybe. I, you know, Bill Cowher, I guess. He would have probably been a good fit, but the good news is, we're, we're, for the first time and probably ever, we're getting a defensive-minded head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Bud Grant. Uh, Bud Grant, I you know, I guess he was more on the offensive side. I'm, that's the one I'm not sure. Norm Van Brocken, the very original coach of the Vikings. You know, we could go through the whole list because there have there's only been eight. This or Leslie's the eighth one. Um, Norm Van Brocken was a former quarterback. He didn't get along with Francis Tarkington, and uh, egotistical bastard, and uh, traded Tarkington away. Really smart trade by Norm Van Brocken of the uh, original Vikings. Got his ass fired. Got replaced by Bud Grant. Bud Grant uh, uh, Bud Grant helped get Tarkenden back from the Giants to the Vikings. So there's your second coach in Vikings history, Bud Grant. Yeah, he did pretty good. 11 division championships, 4 NFC championships, and unfortunately something missing out of those. As those of you could remember from the Curse of 69, that's the one the Vikings should have had for sure, but they didn't even show up for that game until the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, then you get Jerry Burns, another offensive-minded coach. Of course, he was the offensive coordinator in the Bud Grant era. You, get Denny, you replace him with Denny Green, offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. You replace him with Mike Tice, offensive well, line offensive line coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, and you replace him with Brad Childress, offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. And you replace him with... Leslie Frazier, defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. So finally, you don't let Tony Dungy or Tom Coughlin, excuse me, Tom Coughlin. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Mike Tomlin, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, okay, Mike Tomlin, an outstanding young defensive coordinator who was here for one year and then went on two years later to win the Super Bowl with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Stiller Nation, as he liked to say then. Um, yeah, this one didn't get away. That's good, but is he as good as the other two? Yet to be ter- yet to be determined. The other two each have a ring already. Of course, Leslie Frazier, an understudy with Tony Dungy before coming to the Vikings to replace Mike Tomlin as the defensive coordinator in 2007. He won the championship with the... Uh, <laughs> 
Indianapolis Colts, of course, in 2006. A year later, uh, Tony Dungy moves on from that career to the broadcast booth. Good for him, and of course, you know, all that good stuff. He's a he's wonderful. Tony Dungy is Frazier probably more similar to Tony Dungy than to uh, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin. Uh, we'll see how that turns out, though. Um, we'll see. Indeed, Leslie Frazier, the demeanor of this guy. He's a confident man. He is a obviously well-loved by his players, well-respected. That's good, but the thing that drives everybody crazy, and of course Jim Suhan in the Star Tribune is so nice enough to mention, that's horse crap uh, about the whole, you know, he played in this league thing. That Leslie Frazier, of course, Monsters in the Midway, world champion, 85 Bears, understudy of Mike Ditka. Ditka. Bears. And of course, yep, Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier. Well, we'll see if that rings at mark with the Vikes. Um, we'll see. Uh, is he better than Brad Childress? Uh, the hell yeah. The hell he is. Um, Leslie Frazier's better than Brad Childress. We'll see how the first defensive-minded coach of the Minnesota Vikings fares. We'll, we'll see. Uh, he's got a... I've been told by some people, of course, that were around in the Bud Grant era, that he kind of has a similar demeanor to Bud Grant. Maybe. We'll see. Obviously, completely different person, completely different time. You know, people are a lot different now than they were then. But, uh, hey, how can you not like Leslie Frazier? How can you not like him? He is just... He's very likable... And he's, he's, he's confident. He's serious. He's not just a smiley, nice guy. He's serious, too. You know, uh, I'd, I'd play for him. I'd play for Leslie Frazier. I'd love him. I think I'd love him, and the players do. Though, then again, as again Jim Suhan mentioned in the Star Tribune, <laughs> uh, just because these players like him doesn't mean that they're, that, they're, that they're accurate about anything. Because, yeah, the Love Boat scandal, the Wizenator, a bunch of morons who... We're good one year and horse crap the next. Have no idea what the heck they're even doing out there. Most of them this year, it was a joke. Uh, injuries didn't help either, but uh, still frustrating indeed. Leslie Frazier, though. Leslie Frazier won his first game as a as a foot as an NFL coach, and he did it on the road. Sure, against a not so good team, but they they were a 500 team at the time. Washington is not an easy place to play, and it never has been for the Vikings. In fact, for years, the Washington Redskins have buried the Vikings' hopes either in the postseason or before the postseason. I've seen it all, and I hate the Redskins with a passion because of it. I hate the Washington Redskins, and uh, it felt good to see the Vikings beat them on the road. It it did. It did. Um, Losing to to, to New York Giants, I guess I'll give them a pass. I mean, playing in Detroit, that's not a home game. I'm sorry, playing in Detroit's not a home game. That's Kind of unfair circumstances there. I'll give them a pass. Getting crushed at home by the Bears. Well, I guess that was coming. A bunch of pussies don't know how to play outside, I guess. You know, in the in Minnesota anymore because it's been only 30 years since the last time. But we'll leave that where it is. <laughs> I had to use that word, and I'm sorry if that offends or makes me sound unprofessional. But that's kind of what it was. <laughs> it was pretty weak effort. Um, but to win on the road in Philadelphia in a game, the Eagles, the Eagles had to win that game. If they wanted to get the first round by, they had to win that game. The Vikings knocked the Eagles out of the first round by because they defeated them on the road in you know in a cold game, a cold weather game in Philadelphia. They defeated the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Brad Childress doing that? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, no. Brad Childress would not win in Philadelphia. There's just no way. Leslie Frazier did. So those are two things that intrigue me about Leslie Frazier. They do. Especially if your third-string quarterback in. Yeah. You could call DeVaris the third-stringer because he's worse than Webb. But, uh, yeah. Still. Yeah. Leslie Frazier, that definitely lined his, uh, his resume a bit, I think. Again, you could say they're meaningless games. But you knocked you knocked a Philadelphia team down. You knocked him down, and uh, Frazier deserves some credit for it. He's got to get some. So definitely a props to Leslie Frazier, in my opinion. So that's pretty much about it, I guess, <laughs> with Leslie Frazier. Um, it's it's all really it's all yet to be seen what he's really going to be. The schedule next year is kind of tough. I mean, I don't like it very much from what I'm seeing. 
Yeah, road games in Kansas City. Uh, that's not going to be fun. <laughs> I don't have it right in front of me. We'll get into it in the next week. Um, I'm more focused on the current season right now. Um, we'll get into that in the next week and into the state of the Vikings address, all that good stuff. But uh, I do... I do like Leslie Frazier. I like his demeanor, as I mentioned, about 100,000 times, and I'm sorry if I say it too much. Uh, He's definitely an upgrade. I really hope it works out. I really do. Of course, like every other coach, he mentioned, uh, you know, we're going to win a world championship here in Minnesota. Well, let's hope for finally we can can use that on a video, uh, like a (laughs) a season video, which leads to a championship. That we're going to say, here's Leslie Frazier getting introduced, saying we're going to bring a championship to Minnesota. And this video is about the world champion Vikings. Remember those? Remember those? DV, uh, DVD or Blu-ray or whatever it is now. It ain't VHS anymore, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> hopefully we can finally use that footage for something of use, rather than to throw it in the garbage like we have for every other coach, including the one of the greatest of them all, Bud Grant. Which, uh, you know, man... Um, I'm going to close on Leslie Frazier now. <sighs> make a final statement on Brett Favre. I'm going to make a final statement on Brett Favre. Truly one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I know I'm not going to just sit here and praise him. <laughs> you can tell by the tone of my voice. But no, truly one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Definitely an overachiever with what he was able to accomplish. Going from pretty much death row with the Falcons at the end of their bench, basically coming in out of nowhere with the uh, Green Bay Packers, replacing their starter, being a little bit out of control, but getting better and better and better and better and better and better to become the greatest of all time over the course of the years during the mid-90s into the late 90s into the 2000s. A mistake-prone player, but talent an endless amount of talent, an endless amount of love for the game. An ego, though, that could annoy people to no end. <laughs> a desire for the camera, the spotlight. That was visible. He'll deny it till he's blue in the face, but we all know better. We all know better. The indecisiveness was on the field and off the field at times. And it could drive anybody crazy. But the talent is what it is. The numbers prove it on both sides of the category with the touchdowns and the interceptions. Um, part of, a, a lot of that, though, is because he played pretty much more games than anybody. And, of course, he did. 297 games in a row. Did not get to 300, unfortunately. That record may never be broken. Though Peyton Manning's on quite a long one right now, about 221. Who knows how far Peyton Manning will go? Who knows? He, he might wind up as the greatest of all time. But uh, to see... Brett Favre accomplished what he did over the course of his career was phenomenal. To see Brett Favre accomplish what he was last year, what he did last year, was beyond phenomenal. It gave me memories for a lifetime. How things ended, though, was is just one of the most painful moments in my life as a Viking fan, as an NFL fan, as a fan of sports. Period. But this season, this season was one of the most disappointing, frustrating, just sickening. It made me sick covering this team a lot of this year, folks. And no, I didn't miss these games this year because I didn't. I, I, I wimped out and didn't want to do the show. I was there for you, folks, and I'm going to always be here for you to do this show, regardless of how the product is on the field. The schedule got in the way at times. But uh, if there was any season that I would want to, to skip, skip watching the game, skip covering it, say, screw it, I don't want to do a show this week. I just don't want to deal with it. It's this year, and it was almost, it was virtually every freaking game. And Brett Favre's fingerprints were all over it because he was terrible. <laughs> Brett Favre was terrible the entire season. Couldn't complete a pass. <laughs> Had the mobility of an oak tree. Not even the ability of an oak tree. The ability of a mountain, or the mobility of a mountain. At least oak trees can sway, you know, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, that's about the mobility of Brett Favre, the mobility of a mountain. Unfortunately, this mountain broke, and it broke, and it broke. 
age catches up with all of us. Brett Favre. We all wanted him back. We're all guilty of it. The players wanted him back. The coach was desperate, wanted him back. Because the coach knew that he'd get fired if he had a bad year. And, oh, he got fired all right. (laughs) That, of course, being the former coach. Don't want to say his name anymore. (laughs) But Brett Favre really was the root of the problem this year. I really hate saying that. But there were many roots. There were many roots. Brad Childress, Brett Favre at the top of the list. Horrible play. Horrible attitude, mostly by the whole team. Not just Brett Favre, but the whole team. Sidney Rice, absolutely at the top of the list. He's one of the turkeys of the year, we'll say. <laughs> to steal a line from uh, Patrick Ricey. Um Just what a frustrating season this was. What a frustrating season this was. Brett, no, you didn't tarnish your image as a player in the National Football League. But you frustrated the hell out of us. And um, I'll miss <laughs> I'll miss seeing what, what he did as a player, what you did as a player. But I'm not going to miss this year. And uh, if there is any year that it's time to go, it's this. For any player in all of football that I've ever seen in football, it's so painfully evident that you're done. And it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it. And no, it's not a swear word. I can't say it. Out of respect to Brett Favre, I can't tell him what, <laughs> what I want to say. In, in, uh, but um, best of luck in Mississippi. We'll probably never see him again. Probably. We'll see, uh, we, he won't coach. He won't coach. That idea was brought up by multiple people. Brett Favre will not coach. He can't. He can't coach. He's a player and that's it. Who knows what what the rest of his life will be like. Uh, We wish him the best. And I'll leave it at that. So with that, (laughs) uh, I'm going to take a break. We're going to talk some more about the playoffs. And of course, we will get to the Facebook group then. are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 82, which is a reminder for iPod users. Well, again, before I get to the actual playoffs, we're going to get to the Facebook page and group because of those of you out there that were nice enough to post on those groups, those pages. Appreciate it always from all of you out there. Of course, I'm going to mention this really quick. First, (laughs) fantastic Host by Farzine Vasugian, of course, host of the Chief Zone, which is also available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. A picture of, um, of course, photoshopped. Brett Favre, a member of the San Francisco 49ers, at a press conference wearing his 49ers hat, 49er logo all over the place. Good stuff, indeed. Beautiful idea by Farzine because Brett Favre is now the quarterback of the 49ers. <laughs> I love it. And um, that was spectacular, Farzine. That is spectacular and a fitting topic, uh, fitting way to kind of end the Brett Favre topic that, uh, of course, ended the previous segment. Thanks for that again, Farzine Vesugian. Check it out on my page, Joey Wyden, if you want to. Maybe I'll post it on the Purple Mafia show uh, group and uh, page, of course. First and foremost, we're going to get to the page, Purple Mafia page. Now, you can get here very easily, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Do me a giant favor, scroll down, and on the left side, near the bottom, click like. Please do. We need more people on this page. It's possible to click like. The only way this show is going to grow is those of you out there helping me out, so please do help. I'd appreciate it oh so very much. So, uh, of course, not going to get to everything posted over the last couple weeks because that would be just kind of insane. And I apologize those of you out there that um, would have liked to be up here. Boys, they've been busy. Whew. So we'll start off with Tony L. Coleman's uh, post. This was on December 26th. And again, I apologize for those of you that I didn't say more. 
but I'm gonna uh, just gonna have to do it this way, otherwise it would never end. Okay, Killers, December 26th. His comment is, if we finish behind Detroit this season, I might cry like a little girl. And we did, Tony. So uh, I'm with you in the crying. It's been ridiculous. This is the worst season ever. And you know what? It's fitting that the Vikings finished behind the Detroit Lions because this was the worst season ever. The 3-13 and Vikings with Les Steckel. <laughs> Les Straker, excuse me, not the former Twins pitcher. Les Straker. <laughs> Whatever. Pales in comparison to this year. They didn't exactly have Brett Favre or Adrian Peterson or... Whatever. I'm just going to leave it alone. Brent Jacobs' response is, well, if we do, we would have a better chance at Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, or Ryan Mallett. Andrew Luck will not be a member of the Minnesota Vikings because he's scheduled to go number one overall. The Vikings will pick 12th, so we could be looking at uh, some of the others. We'll just kind of look at that. I said hopefully we get a pick higher than seven. No, we didn't. We get the 12th pick. Oh, freaking goody. Jacobson. Brent Jacobson, that is, says, Tony, would you rather finish third and pick 13th or finish fourth and pick sixth, pick sixth or seventh? Uh, I wish I wish it was like that, but, uh, well, a lot of teams lost yesterday that we wished could have won. My, uh, his response to me is, I don't care what number we have as long as we get a good young quarterback to develop. I hope we do too, Brent. Uh, Tony's response is, having a better pick in the draft is obviously better. But there's that tribe that says finish behind Detroit. Are you crazy? Yeah, we did. Sucks. Sucks, but uh, yeah, sucks. That is pretty much a loss of pride there. Um, oh, Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> Dan Doro says, and I love you, Dan. I do. And no, don't take that too seriously, and, you know, but uh, yeah. Love you like a brother. Uh, forget Cam Newton. Joe Webb is the man. Skull. Um... I'm just, I'm not as sold on the webmaster, as I like to call him. That's my official nickname for Joe Webb. If it's been used by other people, I'm sorry. I'm using it for the first time that I know of. The webmaster. I'm not as sold on Joe Webb as uh, those of you out there. Nice win in Philadelphia. Horrible loss in Detroit. So that kind of neutralized each other a little bit. Not not really, but kind of, you know. Um, nice comment here by Brent Jacobson. One game... One game a career doesn't make. Look at Scott Mitchell, yeah? Just that was kind of like said like Paul Allen there. One game a career doesn't make. Yep, that's how Paul Allen says it. Good good line there by Brent. Uh, yeah, Scott Mitchell was brutal. Uh, Cody Carlson, former Houston Oiler, virtually vanished off the face of the planet. Uh, Dan Doro response, agree, but being a Vikings fan for a long time, Joe Webb looked comfortable playing quarterback. Again, good point here. Unlike Tavares Jackson, who has been in the league for four years. Agreed, Dan. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Webb has more confidence behind the line of scrimmage than Tavares Jackson. Tavares Jackson was groomed to be a quarterback. Joe Webb, well, kind of. So that's uh, interesting, isn't it, to see how Tavares' mental toughness behind the line of scrimmage not as strong as Joe Webb's. That's pretty embarrassing. Coleman, December 28th, says, What a load of bull. Of course, Rice maintained possession. Shenanigans. How, how about that blatant face mask? against the Vikes that wasn't called in the first half. Crap. Yeah, that was fun times. Of course, this was against the... Uh, excuse me, that was not nice. Yeah, fun times here. Tony Coleman says, Plus, in my opinion, that Eagles touchdown that was challenged should have been overturned. My eyes saw his foot slide out before his second foot came down. I'm so frustrated tonight. But in spite of all that, our boys in purple rows above it. Skull Vikings. And yeah, that's pretty much... Pretty much sums it up, Tony. Pretty much does. Pretty much does. Sebastian couldn't believe that we're winning. It's uh, It was a lot of fun. It really was. Sebastian Balls could not believe the Vikings won in Philadelphia. I went a little further back than I would have liked, but I'll just keep it going since it isn't too bad. Tony responds with, there's still a lot of time left, and Sebastian's like, we won, awesome, all that good stuff. Dan Doro got a quarterback for next year, Skull. Sebastian again says, hey, we can finally make our franchise quarterback instead of getting old guys every year. Yeah. Um, it would be easier if Joe Webb was the guy. But if you guys are sold on Joe Webb as the starting quarterback next year, I just, I don't know. I Hey, you're, you have a right to your opinion? Maybe. Hey, I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he is, but let him uh, let him prove it in, during the offseason into the regular season next year. Uh, you still got to take a quarterback in the draft. You just have to. Maybe you take an old guy to be a Band-Aid 
not to be long-term starter, but to be a Band-Aid. Um, maybe you get an old guy and the young guy, you know? Maybe you bring in a, a veteran and a young guy. We'll see. That might be what they, where they had, actually. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Tony says our guys pulled it off. He started a little rocky, but Joe Webb really showed his true potential tonight. Excellent. For the record, I've been wanting to see Webb in action since the season began. Uh, it's been fun. It really has been fun. Dandoro, this is now when we get to it. Come on, guys. We can't lose to the Lions. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, Brent Jacobson, Johnny on the spot yet again. Good job by Brent. Putting it up, a uh, report that Leslie Frazier says full-time Minnesota Vikings job ESPN. That may have been an early report, but still, hey, it was accurate. And that's all that matters. So good job, Brent, as usual. Anthony Batista, Anthony from L.A. Again, yeah, no call-ins today or over the last several weeks. I missed you guys out there. The call-in line is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. But, uh, yeah, not trying to put Anthony with the phone line all, uh, all the time, but it's just, you know, he's one of the regular callers, and I appreciate it. Uh, he says, uh, when's the last time we lost to the Lions? Like eight years ago or something. Actually, no, the Vikings lost to Detroit in 2007. With Tavares Jackson at the helm, and he threw four interceptions, and the Vikings and the Lions each had six turnovers in the game. One of the most poor-played football games I've ever seen in my life by two teams. It was horrible, and of course, on YouTube, yeah, that was my, that was pretty much my, uh, I'm not going to call it claim to fame, but it kind of put me on the map a little bit when I first started uh, posting a video podcast, we'll call them, before I started to do it, before, like a year before I did Purple Mafia, yeah. YouTube, <laughs> go to YouTube, look up Paladino Live, if you like, type in Minnesota versus Detroit Lions, uh, of course, for the 2007 season, I pretty much blew up in front of the camera, and that got a little more people watching it, that was not the intent, it just ended up that way, Brent Jacobson, again, another good story, puts up there, Access Vikings, for Jackson, might, <laughs> says a fresh start might be good, and uh, I don't think anybody disagrees with you, Tavares, see ya, and uh, Brent Jacobson says, Bye-bye, Tavares. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. And there it is. There is the there's the line by Brent Jacobson that he said on the air before. Again, yep, there's another regular caller by Brent Jacobson. I have missed you guys. And some of you new people out there, come on. You guys that haven't ever called in, hey, come on. Pick up the phone, 209-736-7877. It's no fun talking by myself here. You guys are out there. Thank God for the Facebook group, huh? And, and page. This, of course, the page. I still have to get to the group. I'm going to probably not read as much on that one right now. Some of them are probably a bit older. Tony L. Coleman says, Maybe this is why we had a mediocre season. <laughs> Instead of stretching and practicing, he was doing the running man with his hands in his pockets. Skull, Brett. Skull. Of course, nice video there. Again, do check it out on Pro Mafia Show Facebook page. I talk about, again, what I said. Lizzie Fraser getting the stamp of approval. Jerry Hicks responds to it saying, I second that. I think he did okay with all the BS the Vikes had to deal with the past six weeks of the season. Besides, I like Gruden on Monday Night Football. I hope he stays there. Yeah, Gruden is a fantastic analyst, but he's also a fantastic coach. I wouldn't be surprised if Gruden returns at some point down the line. But no, good thoughts indeed. Man, I would have liked Gruden, but uh, either way it works. (laughs) I'm not mad that Leslie Frazier is a coach, that's for sure. Earlier in the year, I wasn't as sold on him as I am now. Remember earlier in the year when I was like, you guys really want him that bad? Because I thought a lot of people were overrating him a little bit. But, uh, hey, Frazier is coaching material more than I thought. He just is. Anthony Batista says, I like how he stayed stayed to the Vikings' strength with running the ball and blitzing Winfield from the corner. Uh, yeah, that that's the other thing, too, that I was going to get into with Leslie Frazier. I should have taken more notes when watching the press conference, but I was... Just a little bit distracted. I'm going to leave that as is. Um, Leslie Frazier. Now, it's all about the... It, it, it's going to be smash-mouth football if Leslie Frazier is the coach. Uh, lots of running the ball and stopping the run. It's all about the run in the National Football League because nothing's easier to gain yards in football than running the ball. Make, passing the ball, you're, you know, it's more likely to risk a turnover, a bad pass, or a drop ball. It's just it's a little bit simpler to just simply hold on to the ball and run it forward. If you can run the ball, you can win a championship because if you can move the chains constantly by running the ball, well, who's going to stop you? Who's going to stop you if you continue to get four or five yards every single time you run the ball? Now, I know that's not going to happen, but if you're able to do it enough, 
that you consistently get down the field and into the end zone, well, that that's kind of like kindergarten, you know? I mean, duh, 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 duh. 38 is higher than 21. So um, there you go. That's pretty much how it goes there. That was, uh, yeah, simple. I, Leslie Frazier's, it's going to be simple. It's not going to be a kick-ass offense. Um, uh, because it wasn't a kick-ass offense. It was just a... It was just a crap load of bull. That's all it really was by uh, the former coach. I can't believe I said his name. Okay, no, yeah, Brad Childers, whatever. I don't hate him that much. I'm just playing it that way because I know that some of you out there hate him that much. Um, there you go. Leslie Frazier, head coach. Let's move on to the Facebook group. I still got to talk about the playoffs. Oof. Yeah, this might be a little while. And I'm not going to get into the playoffs too long because I don't think a lot of you care that much. Of course, the posts on the group are a little bit older, so I'm not going to read as many. Mostly by Janine. I'm going to read a lot of what she, I'm going to read what she says from the 26th on, just like the other bit. Janine Jaruko Deitz says, I can't say her name. I'll say Janine Deitz. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings game has been postponed until Tuesday. This is about the uh, the Eagles game. Is yeah, I didn't even really get into detail. Yeah, not only did the Eagles, the Vikings win on the road in Philadelphia, but they also had that game delayed because of another blizzard. I didn't even get into it because it's just been so much. It's just tiring and whatever. <laughs> yep, she was talking about that there. Janine again says, it's time to click those eagles' wings for good. Let's load up the shotguns with buckshot and go hunting. Ouch. <laughs> That's a little intense, but uh, hey, there you go. More power to you. Thank you for the passion. That's what matters most. Um Janice Sue, this is Marcus the Forecaster's mother. Uh, you, Marcus the Forecaster, more familiar to those of you out there that may listen to Timberwolves Explosion. This was when I said I was away for a while and thank you for your patience during the awful season. She says even the best team supporter can take so much loss. Um, Tobaston says it still was an interesting year, even though it was the worst in history. You know, yeah, yeah, it's been interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> Janice Sue again says, yeah, and the passion in Joey's voice and all the stats when he does the show. Makes it worth turning, tuning in. Chin up, Joey, and thank you for that again. Appreciate it very much there. Always. Janine comments again. Young Joeb, you done good. O-line and D-line, you played well. Also, amazing that the Vikings, what the Vikings can do when you all play well together. I just heard the Eagles take a deep, take a death spiral into the frozen tundra. Womp. That is oh so true. They said, are we ready for Frazier to be named coach? He says, absolutely, because that's when the rumors started swirling that it's going to happen. Janine posts last night, next year we will begin slow, the slow, arduous task of rebuilding. And the Viking ship will soon once again rise from the maelstrom, I love that word, by the way, the maelstrom, which is, of course, like a hurricane, uh, to the rule of the world's oceans. Uh, Yeah, I love Janine's passion. I hope she posts on this page forever and ever and ever and ever because i love it it's spectacular it's good for good to rev us up and uh i appreciate your support janine thank you very much during this season i i really do thank you for that and again merry christmas and happy new year to all of y'all as well (laughs) hope you had a merry christmas and happy new year i never even said happy new year to those of you because it's just it's so in the past and i'm not even thinking about it and i apologize i may be kind of rude um so let's just move on to the playoffs. Now, the Facebook group, I'll mention really quick, though, first, is to get there, go to the search bar on Facebook, type in Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show. There you go. Done. So the postseason. About that. Yeah, about that. And I hope this page isn't somehow making the the uh, <laughs> the audio crack a little bit. I really hope it isn't, and if it is, I really apologize. Those of you out there, I hope you can even understand me. No, I'm sure you can got more ram in this computer but it's kind of still a little funky it's just you know i'm gonna need an upgrade upgraded the laptop but not the desktop might even use the laptop to do the show sometimes instead because of that uh yes the playoffs here we go falcons and bears the two buys of course in the nfc one going to atlanta two going to chicago they're automatically in the second round as you know the new england patriots and the pittsburgh steelers in the afc the two dynasties of the last uh nine ten years in the NFL. We'll say 10 now already. Wow. New England Patriots and Pittsburgh Steelers, the two dynasties of football the last several years. One and two seed. That is going to be one hell of a clash in the AFC. It's going to make things interesting for the number one seed in the AFC. (laughs) 
hint, hint again what I'm getting to. New Orleans at Philadelphia. At Philadelphia. New Orleans against the worst division champion in the history of the man, of mankind in the NFL. The 7-9 and nine Seattle Seahawks get to host a game because the AFC West sucks hardcore. Yeah. With the new quarterback, Brett Favre, at the helm of San Francisco, though, they just might get that eighth win next year. Or six or something. They just might, if Brett Favre, uh, yeah, can stop it, can put his cell phone away, maybe. Maybe he'll be a little less distracted this year. Just notice I didn't even talk about that topic because, you know what, I'm sick of it. I don't even want to think about it because it helped ruin, yeah, it helped ruin this whole season. It helped. The Saints traveled to Seattle. I think the Saints win. I hate the Saints now. They used to be one of my favorite teams. I hate their guts. But I think they're going to win that game because the Seahawks suck. If a 7-9 team goes to the second round, it is a travesty to this league. It is a joke and an insult. So the 11-5 Saints will crush the Seattle Sea Chickens in their house. And also in the the NFC, we're going to stick with that first in this first week. Green Bay Packers at Philadelphia Eagles. I got a good feeling about the Eagles. And the Packers barely beat the Bears 10-3, to, to actually, in fairly, um, in fairly uh, impressive fashion. Nice defense by Green Bay, honestly. Though they almost got shut out by the Detroit Lions a week before. I know Aaron Rodgers did not start a quarterback. But I, you know what? Green, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is an awesome player. But Philadelphia, as I mentioned, I've got a good feeling about them. They also host the game. I think they're on the verge of a long playoff run, the Philadelphia Eagles. I really do. I think they defeat the Green Bay Packers in the uh, in the first round. So we'll go to the AFC. Colts host the uh, New York Jets, who are the sixth seed. Yeah, the New York Jets are going to beat the Colts in the first round. The Colts are not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. I have no faith in them. The Jets have been a disappointment. They're the sixth seed again, which is kind of funny, which is a surprise for a lot of people. I think they win this game. Yeah, they're not going to win the next one. But I think they win this. They're not going to win against New England Patriots or the Steelers. There's no way. No, and they're certainly not going to beat the, the Patriots. If they do, I will be furious. <laughs> okay, you know, screw the Jets. Sorry, Jim Towers, if you're listening, but screw the Jets. Um, <laughs> they're not going to win. They're, they're going to win the first game. Baltimore at Kansas City. Farzine, I love you. <laughs> Chiefs zone. Great show. Great show. They are great fans. Arrowhead Stadium is a very tough place to play, but the Baltimore Ravens are the most, one of the most playoff-tested teams on the road that I've seen. This team wins road games. They just do, and they're going to do it again. Baltimore Ravens defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, the Baltimore Ravens will defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, sorry, for, I'm really sorry, Farzine. I, I'll be, you know, I, I like the Ravens and the Chiefs. I like them both. I'll be happy for either team that wins that game. Honestly. I hate the Jets and the Colts. Hate them. Um, I kind of hate everybody in this playoffs except the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll get to the second round. Uh, I think Atlanta advances. But I think Philadelphia defeats the Bears in the second round. I think the Philadelphia Eagles will beat the Bears in Chicago. I think the Michael Vick-led uh, Philadelphia Eagles are going to go to Atlanta for the NFC Championship game. I think the Eagles pull off one of the greater upsets. I think Michael Vick goes back into Atlanta and takes the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God! Yeah, there's my bold prediction of the year. Philadelphia Eagles with Michael Vick will go into Atlanta and defeat the Falcons in the NFC Championship game. The road team will win. Philadelphia has been playoff tested forever and ever and ever. Donovan McNabb, I love him, but he's, you know... Whatever, regardless of who's, uh, I think Michael Vick takes the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I think it's, I think they're a team of destiny this year, folks. I think they are. Not saying they're going to win it, but I think they're going to get there. <laughs> so we go to the AFC. Pittsburgh, unfortunately, <laughs> regardless of who they play, they're probably going to win. Uh, Baltimore, though. According to my prediction, well, it would be Baltimore in Pittsburgh. And if any team can beat the Steelers on the road, it's Baltimore. Uh, you know, I want to pick Baltimore going to the NFC Championship game again. I really do. And I'm so tempted to do it. You know, you have no idea how tempted I am to do it. I've done it before. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it again. Baltimore can beat Pittsburgh on the road, and they will. Baltimore is so road-tested. They're going to do it again. They're going to get back to the NFC, the AFC Championship game. They got there a few years ago. Unfortunately, I remember they lost to Pittsburgh that year. I think Baltimore is more on the ball this time. Man, I hate the Steelers. <laughs> and ball, but and Baltimore is playoff tested on the road. You can argue with me till I'm blue, blue until you're blue in the face. It's fact. It just is. But the Patriots, regardless of who they play, if it's the Colts, the Jets, or even the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl this season. Once again, I'm picking the Patriots to win, and I am so convinced this team is primed for another championship because it's not big and glitzy. You don't have Randy Moss. You don't have all these superstars all over the place. You have one superstar who's playing his best year of his life. He's already got three rings. He got his guy back in Deion Branch. You have chemistry on that football team like I haven't seen since hmm, earlier in the Patriots run. And dating back into the 80s with the San Francisco 49ers. Not the Cowboys. We're talking Niners, man. The Patriots remind me of the 49ers back in the day, which I think could kick the Cowboys' ass in the 90s. I think the 80s 49ers would kill them. I mean that. The Steelers remind me of Dallas, actually. Kind of a tough, you know, gut em team that wins in a more chippy style. I hate them. Hate the Cowboys and the Steelers. Uh, I, I believe the, pa- the New England Patriots are a team of destiny. And they will defeat the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl this season. Super Bowl 45. They will win the Super Bowl. New England Patriots win their fourth championship under Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Regardless of what you think of Brady, you think he's cocky, whatever. I love him. He's a great player. Regardless if you think of Belichick, cheater, whatever. He's still a great coach. And uh, he, he ain't cheating right now. And they're 14-2. and two. The New England Patriots are back. They are going to win a championship. One, at least one more this year. They're going to do it. So there's your predictions for this season going into the playoffs. <laughs> I went all the way through this time because I just, uh, hey, I, you know, <laughs> I have fun doing this. I really enjoy it. Um, of course, we'll see how accurate I am. We're going to see how accurate I am. We're going to talk more about uh, the NFL. We're going to talk more about the postseason. As we move on, I'll make new predictions because I'm sure some will be wrong, and I'll make updated predictions as we go. Just because you know you got to predict the games as they go, right? Uh, you know, Philadelphia gets upset in the first round. Well, we got to see who's going to win between Green Bay and Chicago, or that would be kind of a cool matchup. But that that would probably only happen in the a- NFC Championship game. Wouldn't that be weird? It'd probably be boring though. <laughs> if it's anything like yesterday's game, it'd be boring as hell. So uh, I hope those of you guys listen to the show. A little different style than some of you might have been used to listening to Pro Mafia in the past. I had a blast doing this show. You can tell I miss being behind this mic. It's been a month, guys. It's been a month. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you missed me. <laughs> I, I missed you. I missed you more. So um, I'm going to get to some contact details. First, of course, as mentioned, Purple Mafia, available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I'd like each and every one of you to please join. The message boards on the sportsstuff.com is a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSO Sports. Simply click on that, then click register, create your name, make it something that makes sense and isn't a jumbled bunch of garbage because it might be uh, thought of as, it might be looked at as a spam risk. So make it something that makes sense. AP28, you know, Viking, whatever. Viking guy, Anthony from LA, Brent from Lakeville, whatever. You know, Joey from Golden Valley, stuff like that would be terrific if you did join. Also, again, the phone lines, as mentioned, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Mention it is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Purple Mafia. Make your opinion, shout-out, question, whatever it is. I miss, you, I miss hearing from you guys out there. It's been a long time, probably almost two months since we've had a call in to Purple Mafia. It's episode 82 now, man. 100 is creeping up. Maybe we'll get to 100 before the regular season. No, probably not. It'll be sometime during the regular season next year or the preseason or something. Um, It's going to be an interesting offseason, but we're going to focus on the postseason for the time being. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm actually looking forward to these playoffs. The Vikings may have had a crappy year, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see who wins. And uh, if my second favorite team, the New England Patriots, pulls it off, it'll be be sweet, in my opinion. (laughs) Go ahead and hate the Patriots all you want out there, guys. 
Very, uh, hey, I'm going to still love them. So with that, we are going to call it a show. Episode number 82, signing off. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.